0: Hey ladies and welcome to the Water With Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Hey ladies, today I'm joined by Melissa Camara wilkins author of Permission Granted. Melissa reminds us that we were made with intention and purpose by a creator who loves us endlessly. And I pray you're reminded of the uplifting way the Lord views you and that you find practical steps to end negative self-talk and shift to positivity. So here's my conversation with Melissa. Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you on today, Melissa. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about you and what life is like for you these days.
1: Well, um, I am a mom of six kids who are Ooh, all homeschooled. You. <laughs> um, and I'm the author of a new book called Permission Granted, Be Who You Were Made to Be and Let Go of the Rest.
0: Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about
1: that. That one, um, is the book. It's a story of how I learned to give myself permission to be who I really am. Mm. So, you know, it's that waking up to, you know, if this is who you're made to be on purpose, it must be okay to be this person, right? Like if, if this is who you are on purpose, that must be okay. That doesn't mean you can't, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't, doesn't mean you can't keep growing and changing. Um, but it means where you are right now is not wrong. It's just, it just is right. This is what it is. It's where we are.
0: Mm. Um, and if,
1: if that's true, how is that going to show up in my life? Right. What does that mean for my relationships? And what does that mean for my creativity? And what does that mean for my work? And what does that mean for how I talk to myself and how I think about myself in the world? Um, so this is a story of working that out in all those different places in my life and the often embarrassing stories of (laughs) realizing like, Oh, this is not how I've been living. Not at all. Yeah. Um, And having to, to make those shifts.
0: Mm, yes. I love th- just the premise behind it. And would you, would you just share with us one of those stories of just maybe, you know, that led you to, to write this and maybe one of the marking moments of uh, just kind of realizing what God had, had designed for you?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that sticks out for me is I, so I've always been the kind of person who feels like I can see everything that's expected of me. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I just can't do it all. (laughs) You know, I can see how it is that the world thinks I should show up and what I should look like and what I should sound like and what I should say and not say. Um, and you have to be quiet and polite and all these things. I just couldn't make it work all the time. Um, and I felt like I, you know, at least need to be aware of all my shortcomings and just keep really good track of all the places I fell short and was not measuring up to everybody else. Um, and so I would, you know, not be able to show up on time for something or Mm. be dressed in the right way or whatever it was. Um, and the, the soundtrack in my head would sound like, Oh, I'm the worst. Mm. Um, and you know, if you say it out loud, like, Oh, I'm the worst. It sounds like a fun little status update, right? It sounds like, Oh, that's so cute. Um, but really those words matter. (laughs) Those words we say to ourselves matter quite a lot, Mm. um, for how we understand ourselves and how we understand the world around us. So I was in that place of like, you know, oh, I can't quite measure up. Oh, I can see what's expected. It seems like everybody else has it all together. Everybody else can do all these things that the world mm-hmm. seems to think we're supposed to do. And I just can't. Um, I must be the worst. That just, that sounds like math, right? If everybody else can do it and I can't, everybody else is better and, and I'm the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to hear a friend speak and she was talking about this idea of shame and connection and brokenness. And um, you know, she said, people are the way they are for a good reason. It's not shocking that you are here, where you are. You have a history. You have a personality. You have, you know, all these things that came together to bring you to this place right now. It's not. It's not a big surprise that you mm-hmm. are where you are, um, and you are the way you are for a good reason. And I really had to sit with that and and realize that that's not how I've been showing up in my life. Um, and and you know, how am I going to change? And what am I going to change? The things that I believe about myself, if that's true.
0: Hmm. I like how you were talking about just the place that you would come to of being like, oh, well, I'm just the worst. I can't get this right. I'm just, you know, the worst. Um, And I totally catch myself saying that in moments of just, you know, feeling like, oh, I can't get it right. Especially I related to the uh, not being able to show show up on time that is something I'm just <laughs> so not hard. very good at. So hard. Uh, and, and it really does sometimes almost become like we are putting our identity in that. Like, uh, you know, my performance is now my identity. I'm the worst. So um, how, how did God kind of uh, come in and kind of shift your perspective in that?
1: Yeah. Um, so many ways, really. And I think one thing that's been really important is realizing that um, if I am the way I am for a good reason, right? Like if this is, is how I was made to be, that's got to be okay. Um, and so I started uh, eventually. This took a long time. I hate to like throw out. Mm-hmm. So now I think this. So it's like so easy and and just came about like that. Um, sure. just is, is not true. But um, over time, I started to ask less about... How am I measuring up? How am I comparing to other people? Because that's all fear. That's all fear based stuff. Like Mm -hmm. people aren't going to like me because I don't measure up, or they're not going to be okay with me because I did this thing wrong, or I said the wrong thing, or I didn't know what to say. Um, And instead, shifting to a place of what does love say about me right now? You know, Mm -hmm. what is the voice of love telling me is really the truth about who I am and why I matter, or, you know, why these things around me matter or don't? Um, And I can shift out of that place of fear of, you know, what does everybody else think and what do people say and how am I gonna measure up and what's gonna happen if if I can step out of that what if place of fear um and start listening for nope, what's the truth? What's what does love say about me? Um I get into a much more um uh grounded place. You know, it's a much mm-hmm. more confidence inspiring place to be coming from of what's really true about me. And the other thing that's really helped is so I wrote this book called <laughs> yes. um, in which I talk about you know, the soundtrack in my head of saying I'm the worst. Okay. Mm. Well now everybody in my life happens to know that that's my, <laughs> that's my go-to. <laughs> so when I accidentally say it out loud, everybody is like, uh, hello. We don't say that. You know, my husband <laughs> knows all my girlfriends know people on, online will point out. Um, I think you're saying that again. And um, <laughs> so, yes. So <laughs> you just go write an entire book and then suddenly you'll have all this built-in accountability that you world. were not even looking for. <laughs> So
0: helpful. <laughs> now everybody knows your stuff and what you're everybody saying knows. to yourself. I'm <laughs> not going to let you do that anymore. <laughs> and another thing that I loved that you talked about in your book was, um, just the, like the shoulds that we claim over mm-hmm. ourselves. I should do this should be that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of give a little bit of insight about how we can handle those. So, mm-hmm. Would you mind just kind of, you know, help out, help out your 20 year old ladies um, and how we can kind of shift our shoulds?
1: Oh yeah. I think this is huge. I think that there are so many shoulds that come from outside of ourselves, and then also the ones we bring to ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that So for me, when I hear someone say, oh, you should do this, right? You should go to that new coffee shop. You should take this yoga class. You should read that book. You should look into this other thing. I hear it as a to-do list, right? And I was always a very good student. Mm. So I'm like, yes, I better do those things, people said, or I at least better have a really good reason. Why not? Mm. Um, And so I'd spend time like, actually researching why I didn't want to do the thing they were telling me I should do. Rather than realizing when somebody else is telling me what I should do, almost always they're trying to tell me something about themselves, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're telling me, this is something I value, or this is something that means a lot to me or something that brought me joy or um, that was just, was good for me. Um, or sometimes they're saying, you know what? I'm scared, but this is what I think the answer is. And if you'll do it with me, then it won't be so scary anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like if someone says, you know, oh, we should take that class to the gym together, Maybe they're saying they're afraid to go to do this thing or sign up for this new experience. But if we do it together, maybe it's less scary for them. So almost always when I'm hearing those shoulds on the outside, someone's trying to tell me something about themselves and all I have to do is listen, right? I don't have to do the thing. I don't have to justify why I'm not going to do the thing. I just have to listen. So there's there's that kind of should. Um, And I love that because instead of me feeling defensive about it or feeling like people have added to my giant ever-expanding list of things to do... um, I I just can feel that moment of connection, right? They're trying to tell me something vulnerable about themselves in a way that doesn't feel as vulnerable to them, maybe, right? Like Mm -hmm. maybe it can be scary to say, um, you know, this is how I really feel about this thing. But instead Mm. I can say, oh, you should check it out too. Um, Mm. So it can really be a space of connection then there's the shoulds we say to ourselves, right? And these are often Mm -hmm. things we've internalized from those outside voices of, oh, I should be better. I should be further along by now. I should know more about this. I should, I should, I should. Yes. 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 And those are a little bit trickier, right? Because sometimes I think those things um, really are things that, at least for me, that I want for myself, right? Like I'm saying, oh, I should, whatever, move more, um, drink more water, get more sleep, you know, whatever these things are that really are great things. But the truth is you cannot guilt yourself or shame yourself into feeling better, into positive change. It just does not work that way. Mm Um, even if we make change from that place of guilt and shame and like, ugh, I should, I should, I should, it's not lasting change. It's not change that feels good. It's change that's really hard to stick to because even when you're doing the good thing, you're feeling that shame about why you should be doing it or how you should have been doing it all along, or yeah. you know, whatever you're bringing into it. Um, so I think we need to listen to that because sometimes things are great, you know, and we want to come at them from a place of I love my my body, myself, my you know community, whatever it is. Enough that I'm going to make these changes. Mm -hmm. Um, I love this person I've been given to be. You know, I love this person I've been made to be, um, and I want this person to show up as well as I can, as fully as I can, um, to do all the things I'm here to do. Um, And coming out from that place of I would love to do these things rather than I should, I have to. um, Why haven't I done this yet? It makes a huge, huge difference.
0: Hmm. That is so true. I, you know, catch myself. You know, I like how you how you pointed out the two different, you know, ways we kind of say that, you know, to others and to ourselves and the ones to ourselves can get pretty dangerous, right? And, yeah. you know, are things that we would never say uh, to others or that people would be shocked that we say to ourselves. So then why do we do it? You know, because that's mm-hmm. not what God says. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, do you have any advice for us as far as like, you know, how do we kind of um, take those things that maybe we're believing or thinking that we should be doing. Uh, and, and how has God kind of taken that and given you space to be able to, to realize who you are?
1: Yeah. Um, one thing that's been really helpful to me is the question, why? Right? When I'm hearing that, oh, I should, whatever. I should be further along. I should know how to do this by now. Why? Why should I know that? Hmm. Um, have I learned that yet? Is there some particular reason that I I should really? Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes for me that turns up like just the true fact that oh you know what I've never learned that <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I, I haven't practiced it um, and, and that's fine like I can learn stuff I can practice stuff if it's important to me and if I want to do that I can make that choice. Um, but sometimes it turns up hard stuff where I'm like you know I should be better because so and so is better um, and if I compare myself to them then I should be further along well, that's her path to walk. That's not my path. I have my own thing that I'm doing over here and my life looks like this and my job is just to show up in my life every day. So when I, when I hear that voice of, oh, I really should, um, sometimes really just asking why, why should I, why do I think that? Why am I telling myself that I ought to? Um, and see what comes up because sometimes there's really something useful there that can be addressed um, and it's really not about the thing at all that I'm saying I should do that. It's really about something a little bit deeper.
0: Mm, yeah. And just being able to take those and say, okay, Lord, like, here's, here's what I think I should be able to do. I'm not sure why I'm thinking that, um, but help reveal that to me uh, mm-hmm. to help me figure out, you know, what are the ways that it's not lining up with, with who you created me to be. Um, and so would you kind of share a little bit of your twenties? Like what were your twenties like? What, what was hard for you in there? What was good? Um, yeah. Just all about your twenties.
1: Yeah. Okay. So my twenties were full. Um, my husband and I (laughs) got married when I was 20. Um, and I graduated from college that same year that I was 20 and we had our first daughter about a year later. Um, and so I had five. Yeah. So I I think I had five babies in my Mm twenties. I have six total. So I had one more, um, in my thirties and, um, Yeah. So it's just like all the things (laughs) felt like a time of like, is there, is there enough, right? Is there enough time? Is there enough energy? Is there enough patience? Is there enough money? Is there enough, um, you know, all the things, um, it was just a practice of like, it maybe doesn't feel like this is going to be enough, but it's enough every single Mm -hmm. day. Um, it was also the time that I started writing online, um, because I, I really needed a creative outlet. Um, and I would hear people saying that they had given up things like, um, writing or art or whatever, you know, whatever's their creative outlet, they gave up their thing because of their kids, right? They had so much time, only had so much time in a day and it had to all go to kids and, and kids stuff. Um, and I understood that, um, and even the people I knew who did still do the thing that was their thing, you know, whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, they would talk about doing it in spite of their kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I started writing because of my kids. Um, yeah. Because I I didn't have um, outside work that was creatively fulfilling, right? I wasn't doing anything. Um, I didn't have have employment, that kind of work um, mm-hmm. at that time that had maybe fulfilled some creative needs before that. Um, I was at home with my kids and I had space and time, sort of, right? In between the mm-hmm. other things that they needed, which was plenty of things. But like, you can kind of change diapers while your brain's doing something else, turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started writing in those little tiny spaces in between the other things that my kids needed um, and sharing that online, um, writing articles, things like that. And um, it really, for me, it was so life-giving, that practice, because um, I, I had three little kids when I started writing online, um, a baby and a toddler and a five five or six-year-old. Um, and at that point in my life, there was not time to finish a conversation. Like I I would start a sentence and then a kid would need something and mm-hmm. like my brain would wander off. Um, but in those moments that I could eventually, whenever those happened in the day, put together like a few coherent sentences, I could put them out into the world and they would just stay there on the blog where I'd put them. Um, and somebody else could come along and respond to them and we could have a conversation back and forth like when it was possible to do that. Um rather than being interrupted by like all the things of, of daily life. Um, and so for me, that turned into a practice, which then, you know, turned into eventually, um, writing further publications and then, um, now writing this book. So all of that, like kind of started in my twenties and, um, it was a really, it was really full-time. It was a really busy time. It was a really exhausted (laughs) all the time, um, kind of time. But, um, but i think that is is kind of what 20s were like um mm-hmm. and then in contrast the kids have gotten older um, their needs change so much they don't have those like <laughs> it's not like all in the trenches all the time um, right. it's you know it's so fun in a different way um, where we're having conversations and they can do their own things and um since we always had that practice of me doing my thing right alongside them um they've grown up doing their own stuff too so you know i can sit and write while they're painting or, you know, whatever are the things that they're doing at that time. So we, we all have our own projects right alongside each other. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's been really fun too. Mm, That
0: is so fun. I mean, every season of life brings so many different, uh, joys and challenges. Right. And, yeah, you know, it just seems like across the board that, you know, the twenties are just a lot of change, a lot of just transition from, from one thing to the next. And, um, But it is cool to see from so many women just how faithful God has been uh, through all of those changes and different things going on. So um, Mm -hmm. it is just really cool to hear. Uh, And if you could give just like one big encouragement um, Mm -hmm. or something that you just really wish you knew in that time, what would that be?
1: Yeah. Um, I was thinking a lot about this because I think the thing I wish I would had, had at that time was more perspective um, about, you know, just like what things are like and that things happen. You know, I tended to think that if something was hard that meant something had gone wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But like, Oh my gosh, this is so hard. I must be doing it wrong. Or maybe there was a mistake somewhere along the road and like things are not supposed to be quite this hard. Um, and that's not, not actually true. Like it just, it just is hard. Sometimes things just are hard it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong and it doesn't mean anything has happened wrong. There's nothing wrong about it. It just is hard. Um, mm-hmm. you, you can get through it. You can do hard things. Uh, we can do hard things together. And, um, For me, it took time to realize that. What I've learned since then is that story helps so much. I can hear other Hmm. people's stories of this is what it was like and it's okay. And I came out the other side Um, and that can give me the perspective that I didn't yet have. Um, at that point, like I hadn't lived through the things I was going to live through that mm-hmm. were harder to do. Um, and so now I'm hungry for other people's stories, other like real life. What was it like? What, what happened at this stage? What was the next thing? Like, um, what's it like as you you know are older than me? And then the next thing and the next thing, what's it like, what does it feel like? And what did you face and how did it go? And how did you get through it? Um, because, you know, I only get, I only get the one life. And so I have to learn like from each thing I'm doing. But if I get to hear everybody else's stories too, um, then I get to know ahead of time. (laughs) Like, yeah. Oh, how it is. That's just, that's just how it is. And that's okay.
0: Mm, That's so true to be able to just, you know, I always think that, you know, understanding somebody's story, um, just helps you to understand them in general as a person way more than if you had no idea some of the things that they've been through. Right. Yeah. Um, It is so helpful to, to learn those things. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And
1: it helps us understand ourselves better too. Like you can see yourself reflected in somebody else's story and see, oh, that's what it was like for them. And this is how it would be for me. Or um, Mm -hmm. like they felt like that. And, oh, I felt like that too. You know, I love that how we can really connect in those places.
0: Yeah. Cause a lot of times we feel alone too. It's like the enemy wants us to feel like we're the only one who's ever been through something or, um, you know, just wants us to put wants to put us in isolation and so mm-hmm. just so helpful to be able to hear other people's stories to know we're not alone and how to how to like fight that together
1: yeah absolutely
0: all right so next uh what are you like reading listening to and or watching these days
1: oh my goodness okay so we just moved to a new house um mm-hmm. so everything is a little bit like jumbled <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, i bet.
1: No, <laughs> especially um, with eight, eight like, people. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Um, yeah. So what I've been actually mostly doing is, um, well, a, a few things. One, I've been trying to like cruise through library books to get them back to the library. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Can I even think of any titles? Because I just be like keeping like, okay, quick, 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 through this and, and send it back. Um, and podcasts have been helping as I unpack things and repack things, mm-hmm. um, which is always there are always so many fun things. I love um I love personal growth podcasts, and I also love like um, entrepreneurial businessy kind of podcasts. even though I'm not a business person exactly, I find that there's so much interesting stuff there that helps us connect with each other, um especially as we're spending so much time um, online um, or in social media that can that there are often ideas there that are really helpful with like here's how um, you know, how you can reach other people and really connect with each other. Um, and I love that. And then watching, um, I don't really watch much of anything, which is kind of, <laughs> good. kind of a thing, but actually, um, I'll tell you, so this, when my oldest kids were really small, um, my husband and I we did, we used to watch TV like every night, you know, that would be our thing. We'd get home from work and we'd sit and we'd, and we'd watch TV. And there was, this was before like, you know, streaming. So everything was like at a certain time, like their Monday night shows and Tuesday night shows mm-hmm. and all that. And I started thinking, you know, this is kind of a lot of time, um, every single day that I'm spending doing this. And I wonder, um, what else I could be doing with that time. I wonder what mm-hmm. I could be creating. Cause I'm not, I'm not making anything. I'm just consuming during this time and consuming is great. Cause like, you know, taking the story, you got to, um, process other stuff, but it was all I was doing. Um, and I'd kind of talked about, I wonder if we should maybe try just getting rid of our cable and we wouldn't have any television reception and just kind of see what happened. Um, and my husband was not really on board. He was like, eh, it's interesting, but I don't, I don't think so. Like it's, it's what we do every night. It's nice. It's we can relax. Um, and so I didn't, you know, I, I'd bring it up every once in a while. He'd be like, no, I'm not really into that idea. Um, and then he went away um, for a weekend retreat with friends and he came home and he was like, you know what? I want to cut the cable. Like I just don't even want this in our lives anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I'm done. Like I want to have time to do other things. This is great. And I was like, oh, okay, but it's, um, it's May. It was like right in the middle of sweeps. Like when everything interesting happens on all the shows, and they're all wrapping up. And I was like, oh, now, now. And he was like, yes, I'm so into it. And I was like, okay. So I've been pushing this for months, and he's like, now I'm into it. I was like, okay, I guess we'll do that now. So we did. We just stopped. Um, right then he called like he called that day and um was like hey we don't want um television anymore um and the company was like we don't understand what do you mean have you switched to a different service <laughs> like, no, i just don't want it and they were like what why don't why don't you want it i just don't um so we did so like i know, don't even know whatever happened on any of those television shows we used to watch i don't know how they wrapped up like how did lost end i have no idea Um, but I suddenly had these hours more, like it was seriously two to three more hours in a day, um, when I could do stuff. And that was when I started writing because Mm -hmm. I had a little bit more headspace, um, to process my own story, what was going on for me. And I had the actual space a little bit more, um, to, to write stuff down.
0: That is so nice. It does create so much space. I think about that all the time. Like, if I didn't, you know, uh, turn on the TV. I wonder stuff that would, would get done. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think there's totally a time and space for the, you know, for the vegging and the, and the TV and the movies of like, whatever it is that, that we yeah. like to veg out with. Um, but for me, at least it had become this routine thing that was like every mm-hmm. single day I'm investing chunks of my life in this instead of um, in exploring, like what could I personally be doing with this time? Um, that's just, that's just me figuring it out.
0: Yeah. That's so true. And cause it is, for me at least it's kind of a form of rest uh you know after a long day but there's also um moderation in that you know like there just should be you know we should put limits and stuff on how much we consume things like that um which is a whole other topic but um Beautiful. i appreciate yeah. that you guys took the plunge to be like eh let's see what happens when we don't
1: yeah and you can always go back with things like that you know if you think like well what would happen if you can just try it for 30 days and see like is it better? Is it not better? You can always right. go back, but, um, but you might discover something really helpful.
0: Yeah. That is so cool. And lastly, what is refreshing you these days? Anything that's just given you life?
1: Mm, um, so many things. So it's raining where we are right now. And I mm-hmm. live in Southern California it never rains. Um, We are (laughs) are loving, loving, loving. loving. Yeah. It's bizarre, but, um, but also wonderful and beautiful and the air smells like rain. And I love that. So that's been, that's been delightful. Um, and so the other thing so I, I mentioned, we just moved to a new house. Um, and I love moving to a new house. Like you don't do it that often, obviously, but it feels to me like, um, you know, you get to set up all your routines all over again. You get to figure out where things go and where they're helpful and, um, what you know, you can kind of start any new habit. You're like, Oh, in this new place, I do this new thing, and your brain kind of mm-hmm. believes it because you're all in this new space. It's kind of like sometimes it works with the new year, too, when you're like, Oh, new year in this new year, I do this new thing. Sometimes it works for me, um, but in a new place, it really, really does work for me where I can say, Oh, these are the new habits I want to have, or um, you know, this is how we're gonna rearrange things, or we're gonna get rid of all these things we don't really need anymore, um, because we have this new space and, and we, it just doesn't work for us in the new space. Um, mm-hmm. so I am loving that sense of like, um, just exploring like what, what can I let go of and, and, and what's going to be new and, and different for me in this new space. Yes. Um, and I, it has me thinking about how can I create that for myself? Cause seriously, I don't intend to move again anytime <laughs> soon. Yes. It's so much work. Right. <laughs> it's not, not the thing I want to keep recreating, but, <laughs> um, how can I keep, um, you know, at over time, um, bringing that, that sense of newness and, um, restarting um into my life again so I'm really thinking about that right now and just that whole idea is really exciting to me
0: yes it's so it's so refreshing to be able to just feel like you kind of have cleaned and organized even if you're not that kind of person you know so I'm sure you know getting to find new spaces for things and you know um just being able to kind of get settled is is really enjoyable so um Yeah. Thank you for coming on, Melissa, and for just being able to kind of share with my listeners uh, your heart behind uh, being able to give yourself permission to be uh, and kind of letting go of some of those things that we tend to hold on to. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me. This has been delightful. (laughs)
0: Yes. Thank you so much you guys. I was so grateful for Melissa's permission to love who I am. And just a reminder that the Lord does not speak to me the way I speak to myself. I hope you found encouragement in her wisdom as well. Thanks for giving us a listen today. Stay fresh, my people.